just by way of introduction, Jacob is prophesying here in the text about his 12 sons. And he says this, Jacob says this about Joseph. He is defining, he is giving a description of his boy, Joseph. And he says there, he says, Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well. When I read that, here is what daddy, what Jacob is saying about his son, Joseph. He says, my son is strong. My son is vibrant. My son is growing. And he's reaching his branches above and beyond the walls. Now, give me just a moment time. I I thought about that, Brother Tony. And here's what I thought about. Joseph is reaching beyond the normal reach of others. How many times have we heard since COVID, I just want things to get back to normal. Look up here. I've had it with normal. I am over normal. Normal church. Normal altar calls. Normal lives being changed. No, baby. Let's go beyond the walls. Let's go higher. Let's reach further. Would somebody say amen? And now, I thought about this. Joseph is in a land of idolatry. He is in a land of Egypt. His own family, the people that he loved, sold him into slavery. Potiphar's wife lied about him. The baker forgot about him in the prison. And in the midst of all that, Joseph is still reaching beyond the normal reach of others. This line got a hold of me before I give you my points. And I got really good news. I've only got three. Somebody smile. But I got to say this. Has anybody ever noticed that in our Christian journey, sometimes, Brother Paul, we only survive. Anybody agree with that? Can I go ahead and raise my hand today at the Well Worship Center? There has been days in my Christian journey that I was just merely surviving. But would you agree, God never called us just to survive. Survive is a flesh mechanism. It's all about you surviving. Spirit is not in the survival mode. The spirit is in the thriving mode. And God brought me by to encourage somebody today. Brother Kevin, this is not the time to just be surviving. This is the time to be thriving and getting our branches above the the wall. Amen. Now, when I thought about that, God showed me a couple of things, Brother Chris, in the life of Joseph. And I want to give them to you quickly. Number one. The only way Joseph could get his branches beyond the wall was number one, he had to have a right relationship with a well. 
I got two amens. Let me talk to this side. Amen. You got to have a right relationship with a well. And and that began to roll over in my mind. And, and I'm just going to address it how the Holy Spirit showed it to me. He says, Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. And immediately, God began to pour into me. He said, Derek, do you know where the well is? And, and I said, well, God, I, I think I know where the well is. Or I'm sure I know where the well is. And, and he showed me two wells. And I want to give them to you today. I am glad that the house of God is a well. Has anybody ever been tired and weak and worn out and moody? Somebody going, yeah, I got, I got a hand raised right there. Everybody else don't have enough guts. Let me go ahead and raise both of my hands. There have been times I've been mad and moody and tired and, and weary and worn and weak and, and I come into the house of God. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost this morning and and all of a sudden, I get a drink, and I find a water source, and the house of God is a well. When you can come in here and raise your hands and raise your voice and experience the well, is anybody glad the house of God is a well? Hallelujah. It is a place where you can drink, where you can be refreshed, where you can be renewed. And, and listen to me, I, I'm, not, I'm not being political, but when we shut down the church, we shut down a well. The house of God is a place where broken humanity, where people like me and you can come into the house of God and get us a drink of life-giving water. And it is the house of God where I am rejuvenated, where I am revived, where y'all hear me, where I am renewed and my life is changed. How am I going to reach beyond the wall? You got to have a right relationship with well. I'm not trying to be cheesy, but I'm going to say this. If you'll abide by the well, you will be well. It's that simple. They ask me on a weekly basis, man, God, what are we going to do? When life gets out of hand and, and the, the gas is $8 a gallon and what are we going to do and when, they, when they try to do this and they try to do that? Well, I don't know what your family's going to do, but me and my family are going to gather at the well. We're going to get into the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord. Would you agree with me? The house of God is a well. Hallelujah. Now, yeah, amen and good, and I appreciate it, but, but there is one more well i got to show you before I go to point two. And I'm preaching at breakneck speed. Somebody say amen. People laugh at all my jokes. I keep going. I'm just telling you. But, but listen to me. Hear my heart. I said, okay, God, the house of God is the well. Then he showed me this, Pastor. He said, the word of God is a well. 
Someone said, well, Derek Stennett, what do you mean the Bible is a well? Let me shock you today. There are no dry spots in that book. You, you don't have to dig very deep to hit you some water. <laughs> oh, and this thought come to my mind. Man of God, what are you talking about? This Bible, this Word of God, it will benefit you. It will bolster you. It will bless your life. And when you need a drink, the well is the house of God. And the well is the Word of God. And, and I'm just going to dig just a little bit deeper right there. You say, man of God, what do you mean? I, I'm glad the Bible is so so. Lane, Brother Tony, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. <clears throat> David in Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Is anybody listening to me today? You say, man of God, I want to reach beyond the normal reach of others. I want to go higher, and I want to go further in my Christian journey. Then you have to have a right relationship with the well I must abide in the well so I said boy God that's good that ministers to me he said I'm not done Derek you not only have to have a right relationship Joseph had a right relationship with the well number two you have to have a right relationship with the wall huh. now brother Derek I get the well. What on planet earth are you talking about? I got to have a right relationship with the wall. Look at the text again. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. Brother Chris, I want to say this today, and I, wanna, I want it to ring in your ear today. In every man, every lady's ear. Joseph, Tony, Joseph, Troy. Joseph did not look at the wall as an obstacle. He looked at the wall as an opportunity. Amen. Can I tell you in a culture that is looking for answers, too many times, pastor, we are looking at COVID-19 and all of the deficiencies and all of the mess-ups and all of the failures of, of leadership that's going on around the world. And we are looking at them as obstacles. And God is reminding us in the house of God that COVID-19, the craziness of the hour, is not an obstacle. <laughs> it's an opportunity. Amen. Now, I said, God, I'd really like to drive that home. And he said, now, Derek, you do realize that Joseph had to have a right relationship with the well and, and a right relationship with the wall. And, and I don't know who I'm preaching to, uh, RJ, I don't know who, or AJ, I don't know who I'm preaching to, but, but I, I can speak of myself. Walls 
And, 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 and please give me a second. Walls will talk to you. Oh, preacher. No, here's what they'll tell you. I've had a couple in my own life. Tell me, Kevin. You will never get over this. It's too dark. It's too high. It's beyond your reach. You will never rise above this wall. Who am I preaching to today? Walls will talk to you and tell you you're not fit. You're not good enough. You're not able. You're not as good a communicator as this one. You're not as good as her. You're not as good as him. Who am I preaching to? You will never be able to get beyond this and get over this. Let me make this statement. I have learned in my own life that God never put the wall in my life to stop me. He put the wall in my life so I would rise above it. I'd just like to shout for about 30 minutes on credit for somebody. Amen. Because somebody has walked in today and you're looking at the wall as an obstacle. You're looking at the wall as something that talks to you and tells you you can never get over it. But we must learn from Joseph. Joseph did not look at it as an obstacle. He didn't look at it that it was meant to stop him. He looked at it that he was going to let God get him above the wall. Now, one more little truth about the wall. Over in the Holy Land, they have rocks everywhere. And they take these rocks and they build walls. Now, I said, I got God, I where do you want me to go with walls? He said, He said, Derek, tell my people that walls are not only something that we must not look at as an obstacle and we, and we must look at it as an opportunity and we need to rise above it. But he said, tell my people, Derek, that walls are a protection. And I said, okay, how am I going to pull that off, God? And he said this to me. He said, Derek, the life raft does not keep me trapped inside. The life raft keeps the sharks out of the boat. This is real deep. I, I know you're having a hard time, Troy, but I'm trying to make it simple. Stay in the boat. Danger in the water. Leave me alone. Pick it on Troy. Hey, look back up here. Let me help you. I know for Derek, I can't talk to you, but it will speak to you if you'll let it. I have to have boundaries in my life. Walls in my life. 
Someone says, well, I just live any old way I please, and I don't set up any boundaries. Yeah, and you're setting yourself up for failure. I get real nervous in 2022 when we live in a Christian world that thinks anything goes. Look up here. It's that nervous twitch is coming back. Everything don't go. There are boundaries. And and I tell young preachers this all the time. If you want power with God and you want to do more than everybody else, not so you can pat yourself on the back, but you got to have some boundaries. You got to have some rules. You, You don't do what everybody else does. I have young people ask me questions and a lot of times they don't like my answers. But I, Brother Joplin, I want to have power with God. So I have to have some barriers and some boundaries. Would anybody agree that ought to fit every man, every lady in this room? Now, it reminds me of the old Civil War story. There was a plantation owner that that owned 500 acres. The old farmer lived next door and he owned 50, 50 acres. This dude over here has 500 acres. The old farmer has about 50 acres. This plantation owner wants to buy this guy his 50 acres. The farmer, Brother Kevin, across the street, he says, I'm not selling my 50 acres. I want my 50 acres. So the plantation owner over here tells his men, he said, go over there and drop dung in his property. We're going to stink him out. Amen. So they begin to drop dung on the farmer that owned 50 acres. Three or four months went by. The farmer walks across the street knocks on the door of the plantation owner, Chris. And the plantation owner opens the door. The farmer is carrying corn. Y'all ain't hearing me. And beans and taters. And he said, I know you tried to stink me out and run me out of my property. But every time y'all drop dung into my yard, I worked it into the soil and here's you some corn and some taters and some beans. Woo! Everybody look up here so I can help you. Do you know what the farmer taught us? Just like Joseph taught us. Do not look at what the enemy is doing as an obstacle. Work it in to the soil and grow you some taters and some beans. Y'all ain't hearing me. Is anybody, hey, do not look at it as an obstacle. It's an opportunity. I preached for about five minutes at least. And pastor told me this had to be my quickest sermon. When someone tells me that, I cut all the meat off and go right to the core. Amen. But I am, I am where I want to go. So I have to have, says Andrea, I have to have a right relationship with the well. I have to have a right relationship with the wall. How do I reach beyond the walls? Last point, 
And you're going, it's going to take me a minute, not long, but a minute to make it plain. Number three, I have to have a right relationship with the workmen of the vineyard. The workmen of the vineyard? Give me a second. I believe it is implied in the text, Kurt. I believe it is implied in the text that somebody must caretake the property. Somebody must work in the field. Somebody must break up the ground. Listen, somebody must put water. Somebody must fertilize. And, and I hear you say, man of God, I get the well and I get the wall, but, but you're going to have to break it down. What is the workman of the vineyard? What is the workman of the vineyard? I'm glad you asked. I call him the heavenly vine dresser. Let me flip that. I call him the Holy Spirit. Is anybody glad when you were hard-hearted? I'll use you, Kevin. And the Holy Spirit came to Kevin and began to squeeze on Kevin's heart. And tears began to plow down your face because he loved you enough to caretake, to take out the spiritual hole and dig away and work away the hardened soil that was in my life. And, and I said, wow, God, I'm thankful. And everybody look up here. You are a hypocrite if you say, the Holy Spirit has never done that to me. Then you're lost. The Holy Spirit has to deal with the man and deal with the woman and work on us. If you agree, shout amen. Now, the, the, it cultivates, it, it irrigates, it aerates. And I appreciate the times for the job when I came to church and everything was fine and I was acting like I was bad to the bone and, and put on a good front. How many know we could be Academy Award winners? Some of that stuff is fake as a $3 bill. Yeah, I know I'm hitting you. It's right where we live. I've done it. Convince people I had it all together. My world was falling apart. Still. Man of God, where are you going? Right here. I'm glad for the times in my life when I came in fake and acting like I had it together that the Holy Spirit began to walk away that pride and that arrogance and that trying to survive on my own. And he began to squeeze Andrea in my heart and tears began to come down my face. And the tears spoke that I was really getting help because he, the Holy Spirit, Brother Tony, was working on me and dealing with me. And I'm glad about it. But I want to show you something that I'd never seen. Go to, go to St. John chapter 15. And, and this is where I'll close and, 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 and we'll have some time. Preacher, do you give an altar call in the first service? 
Go, go to St. John 15. And, uh, yeah, St. John chapter 15. I'm going to get verse 1 and 2. I'll pull a little bit, but it won't take me long, I promise. St. John 15. How do I reach beyond the walls, Chris? I, I have to have a right relationship with a, a well and a wall, and i got to have a right relationship with the workmen of the vineyard. And, and here is a precious verse, two verses. I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. And every branch in me, note the, note the text, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, everybody in the room, look up here. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm glad. Leave that on the, leave that. that. That's the one I want. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. How many would agree just by reading that verse? It would be real easy, pastor, to read that verse and read it like this. If it doesn't bear fruit, he throws it away. Doesn't, wouldn't that be logical? Anybody agree? I was reading that verse. And God said, you've read it wrong. You preached it wrong. And I, I didn't really like that, but I knew he, he was God and he don't lie. And it was my own pride that was being made up. He said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. He said, Derek, you need to study that little word, taketh away. And I studied the word, and I am reminded earlier in John, when, when behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Anybody remember that verse? Again, God said, but do you know what that verse really means? I said, I guess not. He said the word taketh away means to bear up, to prop up. And he said, Derek, I come to you when you're not bearing fruit. And because you're Derek, most of the time you're so stubborn and hard-headed you grow the wrong way. And you start growing down. And you're going to the ground and, and you get mud on you and you get dirty and you don't, you're really not doing all I want you to do. So I come to you. The heavenly vine dresser. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I feel like I'm hitting somebody right now. And you've been growing wrong and you're not really doing all. And he comes to you. And he pours the water of his word and he wipes away the mud. And he props you up. He props you up. And he says, do you know what I want out of you? I want you to bear more fruit. Is anybody glad at the Whale Worship Center when we thought he was going to throw us away and we thought we were not really doing it good enough. And let me go ahead and tell you, none of us do it good enough. 
And we all stumble, bumble along. And we all need him to come to us, Brother Chris, and come to us and, and prop us up and lift us up. Would anybody agree God wants you to bear fruit? And the only way he can get you to bear fruit is he's got to bear you up and prop you up. <laughs> I said, God... I want, I, want, I want to reach, God, I, I want to reach beyond the normal. I want to reach beyond the normal reach of what everybody else is doing. But the only way I can reach higher and further, Kevin, he's got to prop me up. He's got to wipe the mud out of my life. Now, I told you I was closing you know, you, you're really not a real good preacher unless you say that at least two times. I'm glad. He props us up. I'm glad. He lifts us up. And I want you to hear me today. I want you to consider this today. Joseph lived in a land of idolatry. His own family sold him into slavery. Potiphar's wife, I, I know you, we don't know her name, but I've always called her Polly. If there's a Polly in here, I'm sorry, Polly. But Polly, Potiphar, lied about Joseph. And Joseph left his coat behind. But I want you to hear me. Every factor in Joseph's life was really not conducive for him to be able to reach beyond the walls. God said the factors in your life should not allow or keep you from going higher and further. And somebody has walked in today and the enemy has beat you up and told you you will never get over this. You will never get beyond this. You will never be able to go high in your Christian journey and reach beyond the walls. Look up here so I can help you. The, the devil is lying. There is greatness inside of you. 